Another great episode of Red Sea Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you hear, please go to our website, redsearadio.org, and donate to our apostolate, or even become a member of our Immaculata Recurring Gift Society and keep us on the air. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Welcome. Welcome to this edition of Red Sea Roundup. I am the host for the day, Pam Marvin. Amen. And joining me in the studio today is Gloria Maria Tabler. Yes. Okay. Welcome and good morning. Good morning, my beautiful sister in Christ. Mm, thank you for joining me. And we also have Caleb. He's kind of busy right now, but he is here with us as well. Hi, Pam. Good to see you as always. I'm very, um, I've got a really big, big devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yes. It's one of my greatest ones. And why, I don't know, I think I have I have a couple of stories I could tell why it is. But today, my brothers and sisters, we are going to be talking and diving deeper into um, the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and especially the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus to the home and I'll even mention some of the miracles I've heard about oh, homes that have had the enthronement done. So cool. I have one of my own as well. And it continues, you know, it grows and grows and grows. So I'm so happy to be talking about this, this month of June. Sacred Heart of Jesus Month. Mm-hmm. So it's closely linked to Divine Mercy as well, as you Absolutely. well know. And you are part of the the local cynical for Divine Mercy. Is yes, that correct? Yes. yes. I'm the co-leader oh, of the morning you. group. And it is so perfectly entwined. Yeah. Well, I'm going to introduce you a little bit more, but I'm going to ask you some questions so people can get to know who you are. Well, Gloria Maria and I were instantly friends. Like if you know Gloria Maria, you're instantly friends with her. Right. Right. Um, at daily mass most often. And that's where I met you, of course. And Eucharistic adoration. Oh, that too. Chapel. Was that where we first that's met? That's where we first oh, met. I was just look thinking at you. about this You have morning. a better, better memory than I do. <laughs> I, go, I remember being St. Joe's, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but just a really a love and a passion for our Lord in the Eucharist and daily mass and all those things. And so, um, we became fast friends because, you know, when, if you listen to my podcast, shoulder to shoulder, when you encounter people that are earnestly striving to live in holiness and walk toward our Lord, you're instantly drawn to them. They are your sister in Christ, as she said in the beginning, because I do feel that way about you. It's like, it's almost like I have this abundance of knowledge of you, even though we first met, because I know of your love and desire to be closer to our Lord. Amen. Isn't yes. that great? Yes. Okay. So give us a little bit of your history. Like you... I love your kind of your story, you know, meaning like how you came to United States. I mean, she's bilingual and beautiful and has raising her family here. So here, I'll let you take over. Um, my parents um, immigrated to Santa Monica, California. Really? And yes. We had, my grandmother had. A Did you grow up there? I, yes, I guess. Um, at age six, uh, we left El Salvador and went to Santa Monica, California. And it was beautiful and wonderful, and my aunts were there, and um, we grew up there and uh, went to school. And then I was about in, oh, 13 and a half, and my mother thought, ah, this dating American thing, mm, I don't know. So we went back to El Salvador. Okay. That's more traditional. You're courted there. Even the boys, even in you know, a high school dating, the boys come to your house and ask permission from your parents. 
Um, you always go out as a group. Um, Can I just sidebar this and say I've I've seen that about just about every Hispanic culture, and it just pleases my heart so much. <laughs> I'm like, they still have it right. I have some dear friends from Mexico who the children live at home until they are married. Yes. And they move close to be with their children while they attend A and M. It's beautiful. I love them. And if they're married and the house, whether it's big enough or not, they live at home too. Yeah. <laughs> Your parents are always there to help you out, and it's it's lovely. It's familia. La familia. That's right. Um, then I eighteen, and I was getting bored of El Salvador. Um, went for a holiday um, to my um, visit my aunt and. Um, Westlake and join the military. <gasps> you joined the military? I joined I the military. I did not know that about you. I was you. in the Naval Dental Corps and called my mom and said, hi, um, I joined the military. <gasps> in El Salvador and, or the United and, States? I called here in oh. the United States. Um, and I called my mom in El Salvador telling uh, from, you know, summer holiday what I did. And she was infuriated. I said, I love you. Hung up, called my grandmother, my grandmother, my mother's mom. Oh, honey, you're going to see the world. How beautiful, how exciting. Let's pray. <laughs> okay. So my grandmother, Mama Tay, always understood me. She is fabulous and great. Uh, my brother was in the Marines and stationed in Subic Bay in the Philippines. And I met him there. He didn't know when I called him from base. He's, oh, what? Stay there. <laughs> Let me take you out in town and I'll show you around. And don't drink this. Don't do that. Don't go there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so after four years in the military, um, was in San Francisco, Moffett Field, um, beautiful San Francisco area. Loved it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And stayed there, lived there, went to school there, was studying. And years, years, years later, met my husband in number one Broadway in Los Gatos. He had, he contracted get the horn section out um, to this band. And I thought, oh my gosh, the horns are great. Oh, that's why I love big band, the horns. And we met and fell in love and he was just amazing and great um and I, I remember calling my uncle george whom we stayed with in westlake um he's the second father to us and before i went on to the military he said honey remember you're not going to meet your husband in a bar so when i <laughs> met my husband i called him up we were engaged at this time Uncle george i'm engaged and i met him in a bar he plays <laughs> in a band he's like oh uh, 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 Sign, sign, exclamation point. And I said, oh, he has his doctor from from, uh, Georgia Tech. He's good. What? He's an engineer. The sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay. But you know, the one thing I have to ask you about is how did you come into developing such a deep, rich Catholic faith? Tell me a little bit about that. We always went to Holy Mass, um, but I was a teenager. So when I was on my own in working, I had, um, before meeting my husband, John, um, I walked into St. Francis Cabrini and I went to church on Sunday still, but there was this beautiful statue of Jesus with his heart out. And it, it's like, Oh, I recognize that. I know that. Then I found this pamphlet and it said devotion first Friday, the sacred heart. And I thought, Oh, of course. And it, it was so obvious to me, the thorns around his heart, of course, the thorns that place on his head during his passion, the, the, the blood coming out, his wounds, of course, his wounds, how he suffered mm. for humankind, for mm-hmm. our redemption, our sins. The cross, the cross that he bore, all that made complete sense to me. And then they had the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And then after the Mass, the priest went to the back, and they had an adoration chapel attached to the um, altar like we do at St. Joseph's. And they came out, oh, Eucharistic adoration? Oh, my gosh. They placed the Eucharistic out, and we had adoration, benediction, and then litany of the Sacred Heart? Oh, my God. 
Mm. Consecration to the Hague. Now, I didn't know what a consecration was, but it's a beautiful prayer. Of course. I give myself to you. Of course. You're so in love. Yes. All for you, Lord. All for you. And then I'm reading, what, nine consecutive months? Yes, I'm going to do this. And the following month, I find myself at Mass at St. Mary's at Los Gatos. And it's like, oh, first, oh my gosh, first Sunday of the month. I forgot. First Friday. No. The following month, it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I was there and I was able to. Okay. Um, Okay. As you're starting to talk about the devotion, why don't we back up and start? I mean, I think a lot of people do know the history, but for those listeners are not really sure about the history of the beginning of the Sacred Heart. It was uh, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, right? Well... I have some interesting uh, information. Yes, <laughs> okay. As tell I'm, us. As I'm researching, and uh, blessed be God, Father Chris Ayler from the Marian Priest yeah. of Mecca Conception of the Shrine of Thy Mercy and his uh, Explaining the Faith series. And uh, Bob and Penny Lord from EWTN mm-hmm. and Catholic Encyclopedias. No, this devotion is not new. It was made known, and Jesus wanted it to be known through Marguerite Marie à la Coque, but it's been a practice from, oh my gosh, I have uh, St. Justin Martyr, 100 to 165 AD. Um, our St. Augustine, our Bishop of Hippo in Confessions, 354 to 430. Our hearts are restless until they rest in thine, O oh Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So this has been a devotion that's existed before Margaret Mary mm-hmm. and has not been propagated in an official level. God wanted Sister Marguerite Marie Alaco to make it official. And that's how he revealed all these oh, amazing tall promises and this devotion held by her blessed Jesuit priest, oh, Father Le Calambert. Oh my gosh, how beautiful, mm. how wonderful. So I have some other um, um, uh, this Benedictine nuns, of course, it was known through the Cistercian order and the Benedictines uh, in the 11th and the 12th century. Um, St. Matilda, oh my gosh, our Lord appeared to St. Matilda and told her for the morning to ask her. He gave her a particular prayer to say, he said, in the morning, let your first act be to greet my heart. And to offer me your own, mm. whoever breathes a sigh towards me, draws me to himself. Oh, oh my gosh. Mm. Jesus also told her to read the Gospels. Oh my gosh. Consider how great is my love. If you want to know it well, you will not find it expressed more clearly anywhere than the Gospel. No one has ever expressed stronger or more tender feelings than these. As my Father has loved me, so I have loved you. John 15, 9, mm-hmm. and St. Gertrude the Great, another big thing. And there were besties. There were girlfriends, girlfriends. St. Gertrude the Great. Yes. And? Oh, oh my gosh. Who is and, she? And St. Matilda, oh. both Benedictine nuns. And they corresponded with each other. Really? God revealed his sacred wounds to them and his sacred heart. And this is 11th and 12th century. And St. Gertrude the Great is known for Jesus showing her the prayer of the holy souls in purgatory to save a thousand souls. Eternal yes, Father, yes, yes. I offer you the precious blood of thy mm. son Jesus, present all the tabernacles of the world, in union with all the masses of the world set today for the lost souls, for holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, for sinners in the universal church, 
those are my own home and my own family. Of course, he showed her his mm, sacred heart. How amazing. So good. Yes. And where do we leave our St. Francis de Sales? The spirituality of Salesian spirituality is the incarnate and pierced heart of Christ. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and he's co-founder of the Byzantine order. The order of the visitation where St. Marguerite Marie Alaco was so ah, in love and wanting to become one because they're called the daughters of God. Mm. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. is God perfect? Oh my gosh, I never knew. Co founder wow. of the order. I did not know that. Wow, you've got so many great bits of information, but I want to, I want to like throw in a little bit of personal stuff here too. So, I'm going to start with mine. All right. So I'm a convert, you know, and this mine has been like the slow progress throughout the years. It's been 30 years now, I suppose. But I remember when my devotion, exactly when my devotion began, and I didn't know it was my devotion because it had nothing to do per se with the sacred heart. Um, It was probably about my second probably my second triduum I'd ever been to a silent retreat based on Ignatian spirituality, a triduum. Oh, so good. (laughs) Blessed Jesuits. Well, I, I mean, I, it wasn't actually ecstasy, but I really felt like I was so far up that mountain. That was incredible and didn't want to leave. You know, I didn't really want to leave the whole sanction of the passionist, which I'm sure that kind of works into this as well. Um, So Holy family, a Holy name, excuse me, in Houston, and I was in their chapel, beautiful little, little chapel. Um, and it was time, you know, to wrap it up is the, the last part of the, and I was, I was so sad to leave, so sad to leave. And so what I did was I, I asked Jesus, I asked Jesus, please, please give me your heart. I'm going to leave my heart here in the tabernacle with you and let me take your heart with me when I go into the world. That's what St. Margaret Marie Alacoque said. That's what St. Matilda, that's what St. Gertrude the Great said. Oh, uh, don't put me in that company. <laughs> that's but, what they all but said. Then it, oh then it, it gets better. So then I have this friend who many of... Tissue, the, tissue, yes, please. Very, very dear friend. We, we have this a love of Mary and um, devotion to the Sacred Heart together. Um, and we actually, after that experience, we had the occasion to be at a retreat in Bethesda, Maryland together, and they were selling and talking about enthronement packets. They had them. It was their fundraiser for their order. And for that, you just think, oh, it's a kingship of Jesus, right? Enthronement uh, packet. Uh, Oh, it's so beautiful. (laughs) So what we're going to get into is talking about what enthronement is and the blessings and the beauty of all of that, too. But I just I just had to like throw in kind of that little personal how what's meant to me. And I can talk about in a little while our personal experience with enthronement and the Lord being the head and heart of our home. But I want to hear a little bit more about how this devotion grow within you, grew within you. Well, after that second attempt to go and honor our Lord, and as you're reading nine consecutive months, I can do this, and I forgot that one. I It was hit and miss for me, but the desire was in my heart. I just, Lord, and I asked too, Lord, in your sacred heart, I wish to dwell 
remind me when I have to honor you. <laughs> oh, guardian angel, please prompt yes. me. Yes, our guardian yeah. angel too. They were amazing. And they did. So I was able to go for the nine consecutive months. And just like Chris Ayler says, if you forget one, start all over again. It's okay. It's God. God's mercy. He's going to take mm-hmm. it. You don't have to. It's like, oh, I missed it. I'm done. You know, there's 12 months and it's not, uh, you know, it's consecutive. It doesn't matter if it's, you start on, on December 2022. You just right. go, go. God will take it. Do it yeah. with your heart. As Father Chris says, um, Ayler, that if you you can't go to holy confession and um, you can't receive the sacrament reconciliation, do an act. He says, catechism, 1451, 1452, if you have the intention do a spiritual confession. Mm. Do a spiritual act oh, that's of reparation. So yeah. And with the intent that you're going to go as available, not when you want to, hail, not when it's convenient, <laughs> as soon as, as you possible. Can. Yes, and God will take yeah. it. Yeah, so I was actually very blessed. Um, God just works this way, and you'll understand it when I say it. It just so happened that in St. Joseph Parish, um, during that time, this has been year, many, many years ago, and it was kept up, um, Father John McCaffrey. McCaffrey. <laughs> yes, we had, Monsignor, um, we had that devotion yes. every Friday. And so read the litany. And it just it just took root in my heart. Yes. Just really did. And that actually happened before uh, the enthronement, which was many years later. And then the Immaculate Heart of Mary. What? Oh, my gosh. Um, for Saturday? I have to, and it wasn't like oh, another one. It was like yes, another one. How glorious! How beautiful! And it's just, and of course, first Friday, first Saturday, they're following, so that was easy to remember. That's how I fell in love with Jesus. Mm. And when we moved parishes, it was just a burning desire in my heart. I walked up to our parish priest and said, "Can I bring the statue out?" And it was just in a little cove with the candles for first Friday. And then I was listening to EWTN, where I received a lot of the treasures of our Catholic faith and learned Amen. from and and Red Sea Radio. And Red I'm sea saying Ra- KEDC and let's see KYAR and KINF, all of them. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I said, well, can we put it every Friday? Because uh, Father Anthony on EWTN said, why not every Friday? And I thought, yes, and that is so me. So we dressed in red. I was able to bring the statue out. We prayed the rosary and the litany mm. on first Friday and every Friday. And That's then beautiful. I asked if the kids, when they came from school, because there was a, uh, a school attached to St. Catherine of Alexandria, Morgan Hill. And I had the consecration, a short consecration out and all the children of St. Catherine's Catholic School was saying the consecration. I wanted to cry. It's like, yes, Lord, thank you for putting this desire and love in my heart. Mm, and that's beautiful. Was, yes. That is so wonderful. And that's and, how it grew. And so I, I got to throw a little personal note out there too. So uh, Gloria Maria and I were, were having a little, getting ready for our ladies' brunch a little while back. And um, the subject came up of, um, sacred heart. And I can't remember you corrected me on something. And I thought, Oh my goodness, she knows quite a lot about sacred heart. Maybe I need to get her on the radio to talk with me about it. (laughs) And that's kind of how this happened today. And, And your enthusiasm and your love of the Lord and the sacraments just is so edifying. And I just thank you for your witness among our whole community here in Bryan College Station. 
my true pleasure. Yeah. And when you said, you know a lot, it's like, oh, no, I, I know a little, but I will, I will learn a lot. <laughs> uh, Father Chris Saylor, EWTN, Bob yeah. and Penny Lore. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have all this. And it's so much beautiful information that yeah. I went to adorations like, all right, Lord, what do you want us to talk about? And you're going to prompt your beautiful daughter in Christ to ask yes. these questions and you're, you're going to guide us today. Right. So, so I'm going to assume that our listeners are familiar with the Sacred Heart Devotion and let's say they would like to increase their devotion. Step one to me is to find out more about First Fridays. It's a beautiful devotion. I too, when I heard about it, started going and what I did was, well, I'm just going to try and go every Friday so I tr- just get in the habit so I don't miss first Friday. <laughs> on the phone, on the calendar, oh, on the refrigerator. <laughs> because it, it is hard to get the, into that habit pretty well. And, and then you fall in love. Oh, and when you, you're in love, it just... It's so easy. You, you, you can't help you, it. You want to yeah. be with your love. That's right. It's so true. But as a devotion, when you, as a convert, what was that? So when the, as Growing up as a Christian Catholic, to me, it's like I knew what it was but I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I just was like, oh yes, it's a devotion to la la la. And so you learn more of it and it's particular prayer. But for you, was that strange? Well, I was already very deep in my faith before I learned about it. Ah. And again, I'd had that experience in the chapel first before I started learning more about it. Knowing that, you know, that is that place of contemplation. And oh, this is a very fascinating story. Just a little sidebar. So it's a little bit macabre, but hey, stay with me. (laughs) So I learned recently that after cremation, after a person's cremated when they pass and and God bless my dad's soul. Love you, daddy. He passed last October. Uh, But after cremation, um, the ashes are what's called pulverizer, but everything burns well. Mm -hmm. And guess what the main thing, we know teeth, but guess what else? The heart. (gasps) Gloria Maria, I just like, yes, because that is where our Lord dwells Most within us. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. But how, it, how amazing, amazing is that, yes. right? Yes. And that, it's just so, you know, how it all works together. He is the king of the universe. He every, he's in every little detail. He is king of, the de- king of the details, right? Yes. Okay. So if you're brand new, I encourage you to um, either pick up a book. You could just Google or you know, do your search for Sacred Heart Devotion. And there are many books out there. I think I've done one in the last. You can go back and listen to an old episode. If you look in June, the Pam Marvin, <laughs> June and Pam Marvin show on Red Sea Radio is going to be about the Sacred Heart for as many years as I've known about it. Amen. Um, and there's some lovely older ones too. I've had people on from um, America Needs Fatima. They have they used to, I'm not sure they still currently do, had enthronement packets available for purchase on there. And I want to talk about enthronement packets, but we're, I'm jumping ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. So starting with the first Fridays. But, you know, more than that, Gloria Maria, if you look at most of the chapels around, and I'm not sure, they, they usually will have a Sacred Heart of Jesus statue. Yes. Yes. And, and you know what really moved me is, and I'm getting emotional, so that's real. Oh, thank you, Lord. When we want to imitate Christ, the contemplation of his beautiful heart is the most beautiful thing you can do. If you want to be more like Christ, contemplate his heart, his love. And dive in. Dive in. Oh, my goodness. And be be prepared for for it to be broken (sighs) as well. 
you know, there's that classic praise and worship, you know, break my heart for what breaks yours. I caution you to pray that I prayed it. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough to start seeing the world through Christ's eyes. Cause he's, he's, he's broken hearted. Cora Jesus Sacratissimo, Misereve Novis, have mercy on us. For sure. Okay, what would you add anything to that being the first step is looking at the devotion and finding out, and I think you might have some notes about the promises of the Sacred Heart. Yes, yes. Um, well, again, Did you want to say this, something first before we get into the promises? Um, I, can, I can come back to this. Okay. But as I was researching, this is not new. This is not a new devotion. The amazing um, uh, Sistertian and Benedictine nuns and uh, our Bishop of Hippo, Oh my gosh! And you think, well, well, how how did it come to be? How did the Sacred Heart want to become official? Well, he used his beautiful servant of God, Saint Marguerite Marie Alacoque. He said to her, "I thirst, I thirst so ardently to be loved by men in the Blessed Sacrament. This thirst devours me." Oh mm. my gosh! He appeared to our beautiful saint in June sixteen seventy five. She was at church in the convent of the nuns of the visitation behind the main altar on the right side where she usually prayed behind the grill. St. Marguerite heard the holy sacrifice of the mass in this area. And then she felt this presence of God and went into ecstasy and the, in the blessed sacrament exposed on the altar, he gave her the message that she would share with the world. He appeared beautiful. Jesus showed his wounded heart, so brilliant, blinding as the sun, transparent as crystal, Mm. whose rays fell directly on her heart. His sacred heart seemed to be aflame. The red-hot flames were so intense she thought she would be consumed in ashes. Jesus' sacred heart on the throne of flames, his wounded heart pierced by our sins, surrounded by a crown of thrones. Jesus said, my enemies placed a crown of thrones on my head. My friends, place it on my heart. (sighs) A cross rose from the top of the heart, symbolizing the cross he carried in his heart Mm -hmm. from the time he was incarnate. To the cross of humiliation, abandonment, rejection, pain, and mockery that his sacred humanity had to suffer and endure during his passion and death on the cross. A ransom for our sins and the whole world. And yet we continue cause the suffering like you said once we see through the heart of christ it changes you yes and Mm -hmm. then ourselves we continue to wound him with our insults offenses and cold indifferences jesus wanted to save mankind from eternal damnation he wanted to accomplish this through his sacred heart with love mercy and sanctifying grace he tells saint marguerite marie tell my children they can soothe my wounded heart through the renewed renewed devotion to my sacred heart because there already was a devotion but it was private jesus desired saint marguerite marie alacoque to promote this devotion in a way that would touch the hearts of the faithful he desired to become an official devotion through his church in the world for all time and memorial to be established Mm. he asked saint marguerite marie to set aside one day First Friday after the octave of Corpus Christi to establish the feast day of his sacred heart. On this feast day, he desired all to receive Holy Communion. How to receive Holy Communion? We've got to be clean. We have to go to the sacrament of reconciliation before. 
in reparation to atone for those outrages to the blessed sacrament he has endured. He promised to grant all those that received Holy Communion in reparation for sins committed against his sacred heart on the first Friday of the month for nine consecutive months, the grace of final perseverance. And then, then he would give you these 12 promises. Pam, you give God a penny, he returns billions, billions in graces. Yeah, generous. His 12 promises, if you do this, number one, he will give them all the graces necessary in their state and life. You're single, you're college students, you're in high school. He will give you the graces that you need. Two, he will establish peace in your homes. <gasps> it's summertime, Lord. Please help. I have teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> he will comfort them in all their afflictions. Don't worry. God will help you. God is there with you. Number four, he will be their secure refuge during life and above, above all in death. Yes, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be afraid. He will always be with us now and in eternity. Five, he will bestow abundant blessings upon all their undertakings. Whatever you do, whatever challenges you face, he is there. Number six, sinners will find in his heart the source of infinite ocean of mercy. Divine mercy. mercy that's right. <gasps> it's, it's Jesus, says, I trust in it, you. Yep, it is. I've, I've siblings to divine mercy, <laughs> definitely <laughs> not just cousins, but siblings. Right? Yes, yes. Number seven, lukewarm souls will become fervent. Yes, this is part of the sacred heart. When you hear me speak, I speak faster and louder because I'm so excited. I'm in love. <laughs> you could get this too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number eight, fervent souls shall quickly mount to the height of perfection. Oh, and, from your lips to God's we're, ears. We're working on that one, sis. Yeah, so we have, we have hope, sister. We have right? hope. Right? Okay. <laughs> Number nine, he will bless every place in which his image of his heart is exposed and honor. Pam, I have him in my car. <laughs> I have him in my purse. <gasps> I, I, ha- I have divine mercy in my car. Yes, that okay. too. And we're going to talk about how divine mercy is the sacred heart. Yeah, They're all wow. in one. Number 11, those who shall promote this devotion shall have their names written in his holy heart. Oh my gosh. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Number 12, in the excessive mercy of his heart, that all powerful love will grant to all those who receive holy communion on the first Fridays in nine consecutive months, the grace of final perseverance. They shall not die in his disgrace nor without receiving their sacraments. His divine heart shall be their safe refuge in the last moment. <gasps> oh, wow. my gosh. It's so true. And, you know, I had the the really honor to be at my mother-in-law's bedside. And she received <sighs> all the sacraments. And <sighs> it was such a beautiful death. And it, to see our faith at work through the sacraments of the church, even is it was just just amazing. I was I was literally just like, wow, this is our faith. This is so rich and so beautiful. And so, as you're saying that one, I feel like that one was lived out in my home, which is why the transition I want to go to now is to talk about um, with the little time we have left, um, <laughs> the enthronement. So after I got back from Bethesda with my packet, I had no idea what a really enthronement was. So I started um, 
So just reading the instructions, and we invited our, a priest friend, priest friend over to do the enthronement where there is prayers uh, and uh, songs. And have yes. it here in front of you. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, my goodness. It's, and you can look this up online. You don't have to buy the expensive packets, although there are some there. If you want to just go find your favorite Sacred Heart of Jesus um, portrait, I guess you could say. And if you already have one in your home, there's many things you can just print off the internet to do this and throw them in your home. It is most profound with the priest or deacon, but I'm not sure if that's actually required any longer. At the time, it was kind of required that you have a priest or deacon. Um, so we did that. And even on it, on it has like everybody of the household and deceased members as well. Did you want to add something to that? Well, over here, if you'd like to read that. The Which, priest that started it, because oh. he was instantly cured in prayer, Le Monial. You I mean, go right ahead. Go right ahead. I, I gotta, I gotta get to the stories right. about how that, how it's incredible what happens in your home if you have the enthronement. Well, the priest who started it uh, is a congregation of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Mary, and was inspired by God after his instantaneous cure in Paré Le Monial, where Saint Margaret Marie Alacoque is from, Father Matteo Crawley Boivier. From South America. Mm. And he was the one who composed this beautiful enthronement oh, because he was wow. so moved and, and, and took it seriously. I will bless every dwelling where an image of my heart both is exposed and honor. Mm. So most of us is like, okay, I have a picture and I love you. And you put a candle and of course you pray your rosary in front of it and the consecration mm -hmm. and the rosaries uh, throughout the day and divine mercy um, chaplet. But he went and wrote through his liturgical studies, this enthronement, this enthronement that you're talking so, about. So another way I like to describe this, Gloria Maria, is that um, many people have known and have heard about getting your house blessed. This is above Powerful. and beyond that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have to still tell the stories about um, what my favorite story was my mother-in-law had been very ill and she needed to come and live with us. This is several years ago, several years past. And we had already done the enthronement to the Sacred Heart in our home, which the, the most profound part is the head of the household proclaims Jesus Christ is the head and heart of this home. In unequivocally, head and heart of this home. Amen. And we answered to him. Well, she had been in my house about six months and she's she was a fallen away Catholic at the time. And she says you know what? I can really hear God's voice here. And he says, I really need to straighten up. <gasps> oh my True gosh. story. And, and she you said, ended up yes, died <laughs> with all the sacraments, right? <laughs> many, many years later, she died with all the sacraments and, and by the grace of God, a beautiful death. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> and I've heard stories as well where um, tornadoes, natural disasters yes. will skip homes that have enthronements. I'm not saying this is going to be, it's a guarantee, but there are stories like that where. Oh, like the divine mercy. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Because it is divine mercy. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Father Mitch Pavko said, divine mercy does not replace the sacred heart, but completes and fulfills it. The mm. sacred heart. And Dr. Robert Stackpole, we need both best days, the divine mercy and the feast of the sacred heart. The Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus was meant to be a day 
of loving reparation to his heart, consoling his heart, while the Feast of Divine Mercy is supposed to be a celebration of all merciful love that flows from his sacred heart out to us. Both feasts were asked by Jesus. The Sacred Heart, we consult Jesus. Divine Mercy, he consoles us. us. Oh, wow. my gosh. Oh, so my beautiful. gosh. Yes. And that image of the Sacred Heart, the blood that flows from his Sacred Heart, the form of water and blood. And in the scripture, we read the blood and water that flows from his side after Jesus is pierced by the lance. This lance went through the chest cavity, piercing his holy heart and punctured it. And that's what came out of his side. Mm. Blood and water that flows from his sacred heart. Amen. So if you are interested in taking your devotion to the next level, say that you already have a devotion to First Fridays, won't you please consider making Jesus Christ the head and heart of your home through an enthronement? There are many ways to do that as far as having, you can have a picture in your home already, um, download the different prayers needed to be said, amongst the family you can go to ewtn and they have a beautiful packet with the the picture and all the the prayers and it's just a beautiful um packet of all all the things um and also let's see there's also america needs fatima has had that on their website as well with the documents um which is really nice. It's almost like, you know, in our Bibles, those, the cable, the the big Bibles where you'll have the family tree. Well, it's very similar to that with the documents that for every family member who's in the home and then maybe has just grown and, and grown and flown, as they say. <laughs> but I really encourage you to look into this earnestly and consider it during these tumultuous times when we need Jesus um, to be even more a light um, in our homes so that we can be that beacon when we go out into the world, into the streets, so that we can be his light during this very dark time in history that we're living in. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, I, there's much, so much more. Do you have a favorite? Tell me about your, um, well, come to your know favorite image of, uh, it's the, sacred the, heart? It's the, the, the traditional image of the sacred heart, which is, where is it? It's well, we, I hope, hopefully, maybe, maybe, Kaylee, we can post something like that oh on the gosh. Facebook page. Is yes. the traditional one that when he reveals okay, to okay. Marie that's a beautiful one, and no, no doubt. He asked our Lord asked Saint Marie Marie Alacoque to have an hour of adoration. This wasn't mm. known before this on Thursday from eleven o'clock to midnight. And she just said, Lord, I will accompany you and your pain and your suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. And she prostrated herself. For 13 hours. 13 (gasps) hours is what you're telling me. Wow. Uh, So in that holy hour, just one holy hour, he asked her to have that. So she Mm -hmm. went and asked her superiors and they were like, "Uh, what? No. So this was not a common thing. So this came how the holy Mm -hmm. hour came about. Oh my goodness! And one of the, one of the phrases that's in um, many of the prayers is, "Make our hearts more like unto thine." <gasps> Jesus, oh, I just meek love that. and humble mm-hmm. of heart, make our hearts like unto thine. And as I was researching on where these beautiful prayers come from, well, as I all this amazing number of saints that already had a devotion to the Sacred Heart, hit the prayer of neglect. <gasps> what? Oh, I haven't heard God. of this one. Oh my, oh my gosh. My. How beautiful. We don't have a whole lot of time, but let's go ahead and end on that note. 
Eternal Father, I offer thee the sacred heart of Jesus with all its love, all its suffering, all its merits, births, deaths, bedite, all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as Amen. it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, Amen. and to the Holy Spirit, Amen. as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and have neglected this day and all of my life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. A nun would say this before going to bed every night. She appeared to uh, the Mother Superior and told her that through this prayer, she was saved. Mm. I don't think I've ever heard that prayer. Prayer Where of did neglect. you find it? Prayer of neglect. I'm going to yes. write that down. So you look down. Say prayer okay. to the Sacred Heart. Okay. Wow. Gloria Maria, this has been oodles of fun. <gasps> I just love having you as a guest. So I have to tell you, though, before we, as we wrap it up, um, I was really praying about who I could have on the show. I really was. I was like, Lord, I've done this every year for almost as long as I've been doing the show. So it's about... I don't even know how long, six or seven years now. I have part two. And, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to have you back next year then, and All we right. can talk some more we on can, it. Yes, we have to talk about the life of Marguerite Marie Alacoque. Oh, I would love that for sure. Um, but yes, it was definitely oh. a divine inspiration, a little Holy Spirit. It was kept after that moment we had. I'm like, oh, it's got to be her. And then when I pray about it in the, in the future, your, your face would kept coming up, kept coming up. Well, I'm like, my- okay, Lord. And I thank you so much for joining me, taking your time out of your day, your busy schedule, your awesome coordinator of 40 days for life here in the Brazos Valley. We appreciate oh, all of your passion. You. Thank you. And anyone who knows you, I, I just want to say we love you and we thank you so much for your service to Jesus in the Eucharist and through the sacred heart and divine mercy. Amen. Love you back, sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have you back on next year, if not before then. Yay. Okay. Thank so, you. For all of our listeners, stay tuned. And after the break, we'll be talking about all things local throughout the Brazos Valley and the Waco and beyond area. Whoop, whoop. So thanks for having I mean, thanks for coming and being on my show. <laughs> my true pleasure. Love you, sister. Love you. Until next time, go and love your neighbor. Yeah. I can take